It's a continuation of like marveling at the concept of like, oh wow, we were always sold this idea of like, by giving, you will have less. And understanding the truth of like, no, like when you give, that is like literally the only way that you get. And like, in fact, when you actually give joyfully and you give intentionally, it's like a secret. Like you actually exponentially get back. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. I met today's guest Many years ago, living in New York City as she first started to date my brother. This guest also has given me some of the greatest gifts in my entire life. One, she introduced me to my now wife, which I will just forever be grateful for that. And two, she has helped my brother so much on his spiritual journey, which has then funneled through me and helped me tremendously on my spiritual journey and my growth two of the biggest pillars in my life. She's also been on Broadway. She's also been on MTV before as well. She is super creative and artistic. She is a beautiful soul. She is a magical being, and she's brilliant and has so much to offer this world. Please welcome this one-of-a-kind guest, Annalie Wright. Annalie, welcome to the podcast. Yay! So excited to have Annalie here. Everybody, this is the first in-person podcast episode I've done yet. So it's just, it's it's a whole different thing just being in person with somebody. Yeah, yeah, and being for able, sure. Yeah, literally physically see you because normally when I'm doing it, it is, it's on Zoom, yeah. right? So what I'm looking at is just like a side-by-side screen of mm -hmm. me and that person. And they've been really great. It works out so well, yeah. but there is just this missing link there. Well, that's the thing too with all this interaction with Zoom and stuff. You have that buffer of time and you have this delay. Like it changes comedy, you know? Like yeah. it, it really changes the way you interact. It's crazy. Yes, yes. Everybody, Annalie is super talented. I've been using this word for you a lot lately, calling you a magical being because I just really feel like I that, that is... <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> it is really, truly who you are. And... Uh, me and Natalie know each other. We've known each other now for years. We met in New York City. Uh, she is uh, my brother's partner right now. So literally, we've known each other now for 
I think we're about eight years. Yeah, that's crazy. It's so wild. And Anna Lee, so talented, was on an MTV show and was also on Broadway in Miss Saigon, which is just so mind-blowing. And it was honestly really fun for me to know you when you got Miss Saigon because I knew at that time that was like a dream of yeah, yours yeah, to yeah. make it to Broadway. And it's like... It's like the only dream. Yeah, like holy shit. It's like... And that's an inspiring for me to see somebody achieve their, their dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know, uh, you know, Broadway, you, you were able to do that for a while. What was just that overall experience like? Well, <laughs> it's such a big question. It was amazing. And it was literally, you know, the ultimate accomplishment I ever wanted. It was all I ever wanted, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I talk about this a lot. It was also uh, really disappointing. Uh, but, you know, you know, in a beautiful way. And, and sometimes I think about you know, my current state of, of, I guess, like disillusionment with art, um, as far as just, you know, the monetization of joy and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I had a, like, a little reckoning with myself as an artist, which I think a lot of artists did during COVID, but it's weird because what things mean to you change, right? As you go through life. Yeah. So it did mean a certain thing to me, but now it means something different, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't still mean what it did mean to me. It's just like such a mind trip, you know? So now I would say it's, it's not so much like the culmination of my dreams, but it was like, thank God that I, like don't want to do that anymore. Thank God I'm kind of disappointed by it because it means that I'm evolving and it means that like there's way more life for me to experience. There's a whole other, I mean truly, like I don't even know who I am. Like, you know, it's like yeah. a new version of myself. I truly feel like, um, you know, life is starting over. So it's like one of those things I'm grateful for, but I'm also like, you know, always kind of walking that line of do I, do I tell people and especially with young kids, do I tell them what Broadway was like? Do I tell them because I would never want to be, it's one of those things I know that you have to experience it yeah, right. to be released from it. Mm -hmm. um, and also I know that my experience was not everyone's experience. Totally. So it's one of those things, but I also think it's important um, just for the perspective of, of saying that like, you know, at the end of the day, you can really give yourself anything. You can give yourself that art and you can give yourself that joy and you can give yourself, and, and that's not to say that chasing it in some form isn't like valuable, yeah. but you don't have to do that, you right. know? And, and people are gonna do what they wanna do, but yeah, it's weird. I, I feel so oddly disconnected from that world now. So cool that it's like, yes, you can, you know, have these outside things that you want to achieve and strive for those. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Like reach for your dreams. Yeah. And when you can achieve them, that's even like that much better. But like you just said, it's like just finding the joy mm -hmm. and the happiness and like now in, in this present moment, yeah. not being like, okay, like once I get to this place, exactly. that's when I'll be able to feel those things. But being like, I'm, I have the ability to feel it right now. hundred percent. What was it like when you... Can you go back to that time when you found out that you had made it and you were on Broadway? Oh my God, it was amazing. I was on my way to your house. I was on my way, um, I was on the Metro North and I was coming up just to spend, I think, a weekend um, with you guys and visit Tommy and because he was working a lot and doing the beginning of Solar. Yeah. And I just remember getting a phone call on the train and it was like, I knew it was the phone call, you know, because by that time I had been in callbacks for like, basically an entire summer, almost a year. And I was like, oh my God, I know it's coming. And we get, it's like a Friday. And I was like, well, this is what it is. My agents, there's no other reason they'd be calling me. and. Um, you know, it was it, honestly like it was beautiful. It mm -hmm. was it was the moment that I've always wanted to have, which which I'm always very reflective of, and I'm always very aware that I'm I'm grateful. You know, to have, it, it is a rare thing yeah. to like have a, a version of yourself mm -hmm. meet yourself in mm -hmm. real time and be like, wow, I've always literally imagined this, and and it was great. I broke down on the train, and they were like, you got it. And I remember having a conversation with this person next to me on the train, and they were like, well, are you okay? And I was like, I told them, I was like, I've been working my whole life, and I just booked a Broadway show. Like, and they were like, oh my god. And then the whole train was like, because you know, it was just I couldn't contain my joy at that point. Totally. And then I, I just remember when I got to your house after you know calling my mom in the car and talking to Tommy and. 
it was just like the best night of sleep I'd ever gotten mm-hmm. because I was just like, whoa, like, and that was probably a better day than Broadway ever was because that's what it was about. You know, right. like as much as Broadway was amazing, and I, of course I wouldn't have said this if like I hadn't made my debut, but in retrospect, man, that was the night where it was like, wow, I made it, I did it, I can sleep tonight, like I, I, I fucking did it. And from that point on, like, you know, it was insidious. It was like, what's next? Like, how long are you going to be on Broadway? Who are you going to be? Can you be really? And it was just like, wow, yeah. how, how fleeting that, that relief is, you know? Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. I didn't know that story on the train where yeah. you broke down a little bit in the best way and yeah. then somebody reached out to you. Yeah, yeah. And then you were able to share that experience with a total stranger. It was great. It was great. So fun. Yeah. And then so having that, I guess, just high rise of, of feeling I accomplished my dream. And then you just mentioned how, you know, Things had changed a little bit after yeah. that. What was, what actually happened against your expectations? Well, I think happened? that, especially for artists, um, you get to a point where you have to ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? You know, like, it's everything's so related. And I remember Tiger Woods saying that he would never play golf, like the day that it stopped being fun. Yeah. And I really like that, that's, you know, that stayed with me. And I, I just kind of woke up one day and I, I realized that all the reasons I'd ever wanted to be an artist and all the reasons I'd ever wanted to be on Broadway, I, I wasn't doing. Like I had wanted to like make art and I had wanted to have a somewhat secure living situation mm-hmm. and I had wanted to be happy. And like none of those things were happening. You know, like we don't, it's such an inaccurate, you know, version of the truth that we give to these people where it's like, yeah, you can make a stable living on Broadway. It's kind of like capitalism. It's like, yeah, you can but it's a very oversold narrative and like let's be realistic about it and let's be realistic about how expensive rent is and like the cost of living and let's also talk about the fact that you're gonna have mental breakdowns because like the way art is it's just set up for that and once you think about all those things you realize that like no it's it's really not like a a career option to just I'm just gonna go and expect to live my life and get a 401k and have retirement like it's it's very 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 rare so I woke up one day and I was like, I'm not making art, you know, and I'm, I'm just doing another competition of like high school all over again. Like I made this weird list of like Broadway's top 10 hottest chorus girls up and coming and it was so messed up because I like bought into that, you know, I remember yeah. being like, oh yeah. And at a certain point I was just like, what does that even mean? Like that's so, how am yeah. I not just perpetuating the struggle that I had to go through for like future artists to come before me? Is uh-huh. it just because like, and I'm living in that ego thing of, well, like I went through it and I paid my dues and it was totally that, you know, and I was like, I don't want to be that person, you know? Right, right. So. And then, of course, when when tour happened, and then Tommy, you know, left, and I talk a lot about being realistic about, you know, just mental health and and, and life coaching and understanding that that going off on tour is a whole other thing that we don't prepare. We're doing a better job of it now, mm-hmm. but back in the day, like we didn't prepare artists for that. You know, we're just not getting to the point where we talk about office culture and needing, you know, actual actual psychology and, and therapy coming more into play with policies and stuff, but. We, none of us were doing okay and that's that's very true for a lot of artists you take people and, and you build them up their whole life where it's like you need to feel important you need to have purpose and you're special and heaven forbid you waste your specialness and if you waste that you're lazy and like it's just like oh my god and then you finally book a show or something and then you just send these people it's like a weird science experiment you send them on the road and you're in different time zones and you're you know in different you know states every week and you yeah. don't have days off and you don't have access to therapy and like anytime you go to the doctor you have to go to an urgent care and you don't literally have any days off and you don't have physical therapy and you're breaking your body and you're breaking your soul and then wow. it's just crazy like that's mm-hmm. how divorces happen and meanwhile if it's for over a year which is also a very rare but blessed experience i tell people life is still happening right that, that means that people will die and you'll still have to go, Bessie ate a pig today, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. the most, like, I remember like going through trauma in life 
and having to go out on stage, you know, with like weird hats and just doing buffaloes and just certain mental breakdowns to, you know, kind of bring you to an understanding of like, okay, I don't want to just live this glamorized life of center stage anymore and fame and all that. Like that was great for that collective moment then. But like, this is some like, shit yeah, like yeah. this is so yeah. you know when like the like, just the hilarity of life really sets in when you're just like it, it it's not okay because i'm aware it's not okay now yeah you know what totally. i mean uh-huh. but yeah it was, it was insane wow and i want to ask you too because annalee you are one of the most i would say spiritually enlightened person people <laughs> that i've i've ever met and that's I, weird to say right thank you no but i <laughs> But it's honestly, in that moment, because I know who you are, it's not like, yeah, yeah, thanks. You're just, it's like a humble, like, thanks. Yeah, I'm trying to be better about just, like, taking compliments. And I'm trying to encourage other people to do that, too. Hell yeah. It's it's annoying when people don't take them, right? But it's hard to take them. Sometimes it is, right? Because we feel like it's, like, ego. Yeah. Or it's me being, like, selfish or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's, like... Programming. Totally. But it's like, it's so important to take compliments in like a humble way. Yeah. I think it's a balance, right? Yes, yes. So it's not like this or that. Again, it's like the end yeah. mentality that we talk like about a lot. Like how like shook are you when you see someone like give someone a big compliment and the person's like, thanks. Yeah. You're just like, are you, are you a bad person? Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like you have to like do it. But also, you know, when people are like doing this like, you know, thing with each other where it's just like, you're so great. You're so great. Like, you know how it feels to be like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. You know? So. Yes. I think it all just boils down to being like genuine and sincere. And when someone has love for you and gives you like a true compliment yeah i think it's important to accept that exactly so many things in life it's like are we you could be given all the gifts in the world but you have to be willing and open to accept those 100%. things 100 percent. and that's something i i've worked on a lot too and when people when, when people give you a compliment your ego your mind might be like no you don't deserve that exactly. like nah you, you're, yeah. not, you're, you're not that enlightened do you yeah. know what i mean but just having and that's why practicing self-love is so important completely so when we can practice our own self-love and get that compliment and like okay wow cool i don't need to fight this right now mm-hmm. i can just accept it and have love for myself yep. i'm a huge fan of humility mm-hmm. so accepting that, that compliment yeah, 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 in yeah. a humble way yeah, not yeah. thinking yes i am god exactly i rule all but we are all god and we are god <laughs> <laughs> literally as i just said that to him like but we are god yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. and those are like me in my beliefs that that's like such a transparent sign of them changing yeah. for me you know yeah. what i mean because i'm still attached to the old beliefs exactly and then filtering in are, are my new beliefs mm-hmm. of understanding how powerful we are yeah understanding that we are god's energy manifested mm-hmm. in physical form and yes i just I, I i love that compliments i think are just so important and i just i love when people are able to receive and be open to them yeah don't you love it when you get a compliment from a stranger yes isn't that just like the most like energizing amazing thing yep because it feels like it's so so genuine because like they don't know me at all exactly so why would you say this to me right now unless you like actually meant it yeah amazing yeah and then so in complimenting you and saying that you are literally you're just on such a path of growth and it's to me and i don't ever want to put things on like a ladder Uh uh-huh yeah or hierarchy but I feel like you are on this other level and then you are just like continuing to grow. I'm trying, I'm trying. Like always. And I feel like you are, and I, like I get to learn from you all the time. It's And I learn from you as well. It's I appreciate that. It's amazing that I have the ability to tap into your mind and your perspectives. Yeah. And because you've been on this path for the majority of your life. Yeah. So like, of course you're going to be in a completely different place. Exactly. You know, than I am right now. So what I wanted to bring this back to is when you had these expectations of Broadway, mm-hmm. right? And then, so we talk about this a lot too, not having expectations, yes. you know, and just allowing things 
to be as they are. Mm -hmm. Because when we have expectations for things, we're almost setting ourselves up to be disappointed or um, for failure. Because if it doesn't go the exact way that we think it's supposed to go, when there's infinite possibilities of exactly. the way that it can go, exactly. we're like, what the f like, what the shit? Like, what? This isn't what I imagine, and we miss the beauty in it because we're so attached to that one idea yep. that we can miss the the infinite beauty that is also there, but that that just showed up in a slightly or major it's, different way. It's like that John Lennon quote. I think it's John Lennon, where I mean, it's 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 such an overused quote, but life is what happens when you're making plans. It's really true. It's mm -hmm. like literally, it's never about the plans. It's always about like what happens, like when you're making them. And I I love that quote. Yes. And then, so do you feel having the expectations of Broadway, mm -hmm. which I feel like is just so normal and natural when we mm -hmm. have our dreams, it's hard to not have expectations of what that's going to be. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then when, you know, things met it, maybe met the expectations in the beginning, but then changed a lot, mm -hmm. was that, a, 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 you know, a lesson or something that you were able to learn from to try to work on that practice of not having so much expectation yeah well you know i'm going to be completely honest and yes. a lot of my realization with um the truth of of what was happening in life and and was i lying to myself and and broadway being disappointed a lot of that happened during covid it was happening yes. before covid was happening but i wasn't able to process that until i had that time so much time during quarantine to really understand like oh i i don't i, I wasn't maybe um you know, as uh, well-rounded and uh, healthy and as okay as I thought I was. Yeah. Because again, the programming goes so deep and, mm -hmm. and it's so insidious, this idea of like achieving your dreams. And like, I, I mean, truly, like I remember that being such a paralyzing, it's just a paralyzing concept of like, what if I never achieve my dreams? What if I fail at doing what I am supposed to do? Which is a ludicrous concept. Mm -hmm. But like, I really felt that way. I really felt like I was going to unalive myself because it, it just... My life was going wrong because I, and, and that's just, it's weird because I can still remember how that makes sense. But now from my perspective now, I'm like, that's so messed up, you know? Yeah. But I didn't realize a lot of it because when COVID happened, I thought, you know, I was kind of on my way to moving to LA and, and doing whatever, whatever. But I was also like on a lot of drugs, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, huh? And I was also, but this is the thing, it can be and. You know, and I was talking to Tommy about this last night. Like, yes, I was on a lot of drugs and yes, I was still in a very much programmed place of like, not making art for validation, but even as as even as um, as free and as creative as I was, still making art in, in in some type of vein of competition, yeah, or some type of vein of like, is there space for me? When it's like, of course there's space for me. I exist. If I didn't exist, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's just it's crazy. So, I remember like really, really having a hard time during quarantine because I was like. Who who is who am I? Like the old me is that gonna die? And then also the shame coming yes. in where it's like, oh now like you're gonna walk away from Broadway now. Like easy for you to say you booked it. Like like that's so stupid. And also like easy for you to say to walk away from it because everyone else is now like going back to Broadway. And I had to ask myself like, am I just be like being a coward? Am I just is something wrong with my brain? Am I yeah. just giving up on? my career because it's just easier to like have that look and be like, well, I realized during quarantine that some things are more important. And you're like, you just can't turn anymore. You just can't sing. It's just like, shut up, bitch. Yeah, yeah. But I, but it wasn't that, you right. know, I remember like being around you and Tommy and just being like, I don't really have any desire to like, I, my, I can't do that anymore. Like I just, even with social media, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I participate in it for joy now, but, but I'm just on another type of 
hip, you know, which is not to say like I'm better, but I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't go back to, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And I, you know, my, my agent would email me and, and my whole context of what was appropriate, like the rules of the world changed. Like I just didn't email my agent back. I would never do that in the old days, but now it's, it's something in my brain kind of broken. I was just like, the world's not going to end because Broadway is not the whole world, you know? And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, uh But I think, um, I I think broken expectations are important to mold people. I I really do think they are because um, I I think that those are the moments when you learn and gain perspective about like how, how much more multifaceted you are and how much bigger the world is than you think it is. Absolutely. You know? Yep. It's like really quickly, and this isn't even at all your dream. When I first started Spread Love Movement, I had the goal of 100,000 followers. Wow. Right? And it wasn't for me. It was knowing that an impact was being made and I was, you know, putting love into 100,000 people's lives all the time. And then when that goal was reached, I did. I had a moment of like, wow, looking at it. I was mm-hmm. like, that's what I visualized for, for you know, a year Isn't or so. Crazy? And it was like, that moment was like, Phew. yeah. And then the expectations of it, I built up. And then when it happened, it was just my normal reality at that point. It's, and that's how it, that's what I, I, I really try to explain to students. I'm like, because Gen Z is smart. And so they actually can grasp some concepts that we, that we just couldn't, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. people are going to say what they're going to say. But I try to explain to them, I'm like, it's not about like achieving your dreams or not. It's about understanding that like whether you do or you don't, that place that you're imagining, that successful place that you're waiting to get to, that does not exist because that place only exists in your mind. So even though like, you know, I made that video, I was like, even if Broadway comes back, if it doesn't, that doesn't matter. The point is is the Broadway that you're imagining, that you're scared that you're not going to be a part of, that is a fictional place in your brain that doesn't exist anyway. It's kind of like when you're breaking up with somebody you're not you're kind of mourning a version of them that never existed yeah. you're this idealized you know thing that means something to you and and that's right when you achieve certain milestones it never ends up meaning or 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 being what you thought it was mm-hmm. in the way that you thought it would be it's not to say it's not valuable and 100 percent worth it totally. but it's different totally different because at the time that you were dreaming and visualizing you were living in a different reality you were a different person uh, exactly I was exactly. Right. you're a totally different person so of course once you reach that I, of course, it's got to be different. And if and if you and if it didn't feel like the next logical step, you wouldn't be able to achieve it. Yes. Because you, it would be so. You're you're not. Your skills aren't up to par, and you're networking, and it feels so overwhelming. But, but yeah, you're able to achieve that because you you upped everything and you upgraded, and then it's like yeah, of course, uh, of course, it's not a big deal. Yep. That's one of the things that Tom helped me like a lot with. Oh really? Is understanding just like, and putting yourself in that mindset that when you achieve these like these dreams or goals, that when that time comes. It, you know, it is going to be really special and it's going to mean a lot, but also that will just be your reality. Yeah, and that's what I think a lot of people are, are missing about imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you say that, imposter syndrome isn't just like, I don't deserve this, but I'm so successful. It, it really is like, it's, it's not only like, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't feel like qualified for this. It's that, but it's also like, huh, no, I actually did that. But yeah. I, it, this, this was supposed to feel harder and... Is, is that how all accomplishments are? That is how, I always say, it's not that anything is ever harder than you you know, think it's gonna be. It's mm-hmm. always harder in a different way than you think it's gonna be. And, and, and it's harder in a, a perfectly like inconvenient, annoying way, you know, enough for you to be like, oh, I didn't know it was gonna be like that. I was ready to, for it to be difficult, like yeah. this and this and this, but like I have to deal with that. Like, oh, I didn't know that. And that is how it always is. Yes, and I think even like in, in hitting those moments, just to always be super grateful for them. You know what I mean? But we're not. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not. I remember when I did theater school and we had our industry night and I was just like a skip to Maloo, like, you know, dork coming up. And I was like, guys, we did scene night. Like we had our agents come. The first thing that anyone said to me was, 
did you get a call? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I, and I hadn't gotten a call. And they were like, did, did you get a call? Everyone's gotten agent calls. And I was like, okay, y'all, like we just spent two years going through like inflicted trauma from our drama teachers. And like we, we bonded and told each other like our deepest of secrets because that's how theater is. Um, and, and we're really already like literally the day after, we can't even sit in like the accomplishment of, of two years for like a day. Like yeah. really the next morning, like did you get a call? And just the somber, the heavy day. And I was just like, my God, like, wow. wow. Yeah. Like we didn't even experience it. Just immediately. Wow, because I, I think it's so important to experience those things. And again, you said this before too, even though it's different, there's still value, there's still so much love, there's still, there is gratitude there, even yes. though it's different than what you thought it was gonna be because you were a different person yeah. at that time than you are right now. Yeah. Because again, even in Spread Love, even now when I have ideas of where I wanted to go or dreams, I really am trying <laughs> To lose all expectations of those things and just be the light right now exactly. and be the best version I can be in myself right now yes. and put out the most love and the, and the most good that I possibly can yes. and then just being like no expectations what comes is is what's gonna come yep you know what mm -hmm. I mean and, and trying to not predict the future so much because again it shuts me off to other ways that it could go that could take me to a, a much more brilliant place. So it's really our job to remember the whys, but not the hows. Yes. Yeah. Right. It exactly the whys and like and in my mind, no, I know that it's going to get to a, a much bigger place. Exactly. And but not being so attached to where that place is. Exactly. And how it's going to get to that exactly. place and when exactly and what timelines and remembering exactly. that it can get to somewhere overnight, even though it hasn't moved anywhere for a month, like just right. linear progression is not a thing, you mm -hmm, know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think not concentrating, you just said this, I'm not concentrating so much on the how is so, so important. Yeah. Cause yeah. again, it, it, it just completely shuts us it's off. It's literally just an exercise in trying to think of all the limitations of the, how it couldn't happen. Yes. Wow. That's a good way to think about that. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so I you can't think of the ways that you can't think of the ways that couldn't happen because you can't think of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And everybody, I just, um, just a little bit more about, uh, Annalie too. And so I actually shared this with Annalie recently and me just coming more into my own and feeling more just present. It really has a lot to do with presence. Yes. And, um, the more love comes into my life, the more vulnerable I'm able to be. Yeah. The more you easily. Said, I mean, I'm going to share something. You said that you're like finding yourself being emotional and crying more, right? Yeah. Just on walks and stuff, right? Yes. It's just opening me up more. And those, those cries feel incredible. Right. They really do. One, for just the actual physical act of crying. Yeah. Releasing these emotions. You know that, 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 that tears that come from actual emotion actually have chemicals in them that are different, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. Right. So like that one in itself. And then two me just being crying and being totally okay with it totally okay with it and right? understanding the benefits you're just like of it. just tears and you're just like i'm actually fine yeah I'm this fine. is great yeah. yeah and it's like feeling comfortable in my own skin and myself that like i'm not embarrassed to cry where mm -hmm. years ago i probably was yeah you know what i mean so and like literally the more love i give the law of attraction the more just like really keeps coming back to me yeah. and it just allows me to have more of an open heart completely so it's allowing me to really express my love and affection for other people. Yeah. And I, so I shared this with you like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it, it, it's, it's so special to me. It means like, you mean like the world to me because so Annalie, right. Is, um, is with my brother, Tom right now, and you've helped Tom drastically in his growth. And then Tom, then in turn has helped me drastically with my growth and you as well yeah. so much, but like me and Tom are brothers, like we're talking and connecting more, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like through your funnel to him, it connected to me. Yeah. 
And then the biggest thing in my life is Kayla. Yeah. Right. So the biggest things in my life right now, I would say, is just my own growth spiritually, mentally, emotionally, everything. Mm -hmm. And you're a huge part of that. Yeah. And then two is Kayla. Yeah. So uh, Kayla and Annalie were working at a restaurant in New York City. And I still remember this. It was a Monday night. And my brother, went, Tom, went to the restaurant to hang out at the bar and to mm -hmm. be with you. And I remember the Jets were playing. Oh, I was yeah. a huge Jets fan at the time. I, myself, I don't watch sports uh, at all anymore. But at the time, that mm -hmm. is, you know, really what I was into. And again, this was a Monday, and I drank a lot that weekend. I was drinking. I was going you hard. You drink so much. It's on, crazy. Cra I would go so hard on weekends. Just KFC night. I've got chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I would literally, like, the weekend's coming, it's like Friday and Saturday, I'm going crazy yeah. out in New York City. Sunday, we may do a brunch, too. Yeah, <laughs> we may cry then as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when Mondays would come for me, I would be legitimately depressed. Yeah. When I would go into work, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody. And I had buddies at work being like, bro, what is up with you on Mondays? And I'm just like, just I don't even want to talk about it. Like, get away from me right now yeah. before I lose my mind. Yeah. And I was just not in a good state of mind ever. So that Monday after work, I actually went to the gym, which I never did on Mondays because I was so depressed and low. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll just, I'll do it, you know, during the rest of the week. And I went to the gym, which was close to my work and then also close to the restaurant you guys worked at. Yeah. And Tom wouldn't stop bothering me. And I say bothering me, but thank God he did. Yeah. He kept hitting me up. He's like, come to the bar. Just come and hang. I'm like, Tom, I'm just still like hung over from the weekend. Yeah. And like, luckily I even went to the gym. I'm exhausted. And he wouldn't let it be. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's three minutes away. It's literally, it was probably like a five minute walk. So I'm like, okay, I can go do that. And I went over, walked in, saw Kayla, was like, my mind was literally, I'm not even blown in her beauty. It was like, I can still remember it walking in and just being in awe yeah. of who she, of her beauty. I mean, she's she's freaking like, yeah. And then once I actually talked to her, we shared not many words at all, but I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. this person. I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah. It's like I thought the beauty was at the top of it, and now just like your your personality. And then you have stuff below the beauty? Oh my God. Oh my, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So deep, and I felt it so quickly. And for me at that time, I wasn't really looking for anything. And to have that connection that quickly, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my, I'm like, am I going, am I crazy right yeah, now? Yeah, like, am yeah, I yeah. like falling in love with this person already? Like, what is happening? Yeah. But again, I went there that day, that night, because you worked there, Tom mm -hmm. went there, and then so I went there. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm with my wife. My wife, I met through you. Yeah, yeah. So literally the two biggest pillars in my life are because of you. And I had that realization when I was meditating one day. And then I shared that with you like later that yeah, day or the next day. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have shared that with somebody because mm -hmm. I wasn't in a comfortable place to do that. You know what I mean? I would have been like, it's going to be weird or it's going to be like, I don't know, uncomfortable. Just the overthinking me. too. It's crazy, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like if I wasn't, you know, just in the place I am right now, I probably would have never had that thought. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In the first place. Yeah, literally open to different thoughts because you're yes. vibrating on a different frequency and you, you're just like tuned in. You're like a different type of radio transmitter. Totally. Insane. Oh my gosh. And I think just like, being at that frequency, it connected with me. It's like, okay, align and understand everything good in your life and like where that came from. Yeah. And it's wild that it really boils down to It's you. me. <laughs> it's so crazy. And it's like something that could have easily been overpassed. Uh, and like, when we think about it now, it seems so obvious. Exactly. But if you don't put your awareness and thoughts on it, then it, it almost doesn't exist. It's crazy how interconnected we all are. Yeah. Like we're literally... It's, it's it's insane to me how 
some family member of yours is actually important to me because if that family member isn't doing well, then immediately you're not doing well. And you're, you're not, you know, you, you might not be that close to them, but you're not doing well because someone in your family isn't doing well because of, and it's just like, so how quickly someone you don't even know can affect someone like your life so drastically because all of a sudden like Tom's in a different place. You know what I mean? So it's so interesting where I'm like, I had a moment when I was meditating the other day where I was like, that is how we are so interconnected. And that is how strangers literally matter. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was like, I don't know said person, but also like, the well-being of said person directly correlates. I was like, don't mess up my vibe. Don't mess up this good, great thing I've got going. And now we've, because it, we're all, everything affects everyone, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy to think about things like that, you know? Yep. I, I'm like fully believe, obviously, that like we're all connected. So my state of being, it's energy, it's a frequency, it emits outward, is yes. affecting the people around us. That is why I always, that's why I said the other day in the mastermind group, I was like, when I am in a bad mood, it's a big fucking deal. It's a big deal because yeah. it's not, it's not as, I feel like, especially with like our parents and generations and, and words are inadequate, you know, funny we yes. use so many of them, yep. but it's something so easy to write off. But like, if you're in a bad mood one day and then you're in a bad mood for a week and then you're in a bad mood for a year and then you're in a bad mood for, you know, section of your life, that's depression. You yeah. know, like if I'm irritable, I want to catch that shit quick because life is fucking short. Yeah. You know, I want to catch yes. that really quick and, and and it is a big deal. And I think that if more people considered it a bad, like a big deal if they were in a bad mood, just meaning that they were more aware of their thoughts and, and knowing like how much a father's bad mood can affect his wife. Oh my God. Yeah. How much, you know, like yeah. how much my bad mood can affect you. Totally. And then all of a sudden like, you know, it's affecting Tom and, and you know, it's just about awareness. But yeah, our states of energy and our mental health and our, how, how are we feeling today? Is, is, a, is, is everything, yep. you know what I mean? Just, right. yeah, it's a huge deal. Right, and then it's like a whole, it's like a layer deeper where I can be aware and to the best of my ability, choose to not let your energy affect me. Yeah. Right, yeah. and it's like. It's tricky, and then yes. we get into the energy wars where we're just like, well, someone's not studying their vibration. Well, someone wouldn't be noticing mine studying as a vibration of you, you know, it just, uh -huh. and it's funny, it is yeah. funny. And it's like being grateful in those moments where maybe somebody, they're just gifts and there's gratitude everywhere. I know. So it's like in that moment where somebody may be in a bad mood and then that's hitting you, and if you're not aware, that's gonna hit you and crush you and bring you down too, but gratitude in the moment if you are aware of it yeah and like okay cool like I, I I see that you're in this space right now and I want to be here to comfort you and and to and to literally just be with you completely but to not allow that take it to, personally yes yeah. and bring my energy down and, and bring that's my, hard I know it's so hard but it's but it, it does get easier with practice yes yeah and it's something too that uh, I feel like is a very radical not a very radical thought but uh -huh. an unusual one where it can be perceived in the wrong way mm -hmm. is the idea it's even like the idea of being selfish. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right, yeah. and then when we say, and there's got to be a new word for what we mean when mm -hmm. I say that right now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Because when we hear selfish, instantly has a negative connotation off the bat. Uh -huh. Yeah. But the idea of this selfishness, which we'll create a new word for it, is that if I am focusing and. When I say focusing on myself and, and the betterment of myself, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean screwing other people over exactly. and being an asshole because that's not aligning with who I am. Yep. You know what I mean? Like in that selfishness, it also has the idea of having love and kindness for other people. Yep. It's it's both. Yep, exactly. Right? And then in the selfishness of it is me, again, trying to be my best self, me meditating or trying to lift my vibration yes. or put myself in a good state of mind because the reason why that is so important mm -hmm. is because it's not just for me. Exactly. 
It's for everybody. Exactly. Right? It's yep. for the energy and the consciousness of the planet. Yep. And Gabby Bernstein helped me understand that. Nice. When, yes. I was like, oh, yeah. yes, thank you. Yeah. Where it's like the idea, it's like the best version that I can be for myself is the best version that I can be for everybody yeah. and the best thing that I can do literally for the consciousness yeah. of the planet. Like when you are not taking care of yourself, you are doing a dis an active disservice yes. to the people that you care about most, truly. And, you know, I learned that from my relationship with my mom, you know, who passed away because it's like, what a great master teacher she continues to be for me, even in conversations like this and how maybe that can affect and help other people where it's like, wow, like she was such a great example of someone who literally put herself last in the worst martyrdom way, but that was how she felt it worked, you know? And, yeah. and seeing somebody that was such a, a, a really strong example of, of outward love, just generous to a fault, to the fault that she literally died, you know what I mean? Because she didn't take care of herself and she would literally just wear herself down, you know, and she didn't, and I mean mentally, physically, spiritually, yeah. she was always reaching for it because she's that type of soul. But, you know, the, the greatest metaphor, because I, I think in visual metaphors a lot, sometimes just seeing things will help me understand yes. concepts. And, and the best way I can explain that is always, you know, when you're in an airplane and they're like, put your mask on first. Because literally, if you have a child with you, I mean, what like what stronger visual can I have of like a mother and a child? And they're like, put yeah. your mask on first. Putting their mask on doesn't do you any good if then you're going to go. And you know what I mean? And yes. sometimes that's all like you need to say to people because it's just like that's what it's about. It's about you giving, having something to offer other people and not becoming a burden, which is like another stupid thing because of society and, you know, how we yeah. live and everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You helped me out with those things too. And Rev, our buddy yeah. from the mastermind group that we're in. Um, in painting a picture mm -hmm. and using something like physical to help get that point across. Yeah. Because, right, you can actually see it yes. physically happening. And for us and our human brains and bodies, it just connects and correlates more. Yeah, that is and, why art heals. Yes. Because sometimes, like, you'll say something and you'll use an example like that, and it's like locked in, right? right? You can literally feel like the dial. Just click yeah. right in. I think that's a part of um, society and, and humanoids becoming just more and more advanced and more nuanced in the way we talk because humor and, and the way we socialize and communicate is becoming more complicated. And like, that's what memes are. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. when you see old people that can't understand memes, like my dad, bless his heart, he just gets, they just drive him crazy because they confuse him. Yeah. And it's like, it's so cute because they're not something to be confused by, but it bothers him, you know, because yeah, yeah. he'll have, you know, people that'll send it. He's just like, what is it? What is it? Why? And I'm like, Dad, calm down. It's just like, it's not, maybe it's not for you to understand, you know? <laughs> yep. But it is true. Like, we, we talk more in metaphors now, and we talk more in visuals, and, and so many just yes. synesthetic, you know, um, communicative patterns, and it, and it's beautiful, but, but, it, but it makes sense, you know? Because when you see, like, you think of the metaphor even of, like, a duck, and it's, like, you know, rowing its little feet under, but on the top it's just, like, really smooth. Like, I, I just think metaphors are, like, my way of understanding everything in the world. They, yeah. they, they make up for where words are inadequate, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's cool that, obviously, as time goes on, like, we have to evolve, and we are, mm -hmm. in the ways that we communicate. Because yep. we talk about this all the time, and you've already mentioned it, that words are so inadequate. So inadequate. It is wild me coming more into the awareness of that fact. As you learn more words and you learn more and more that words are inadequate, but yeah, exactly. It's yes. crazy. And it's like so many times people will be like, I literally can't put that into words. Yeah. And it's like, because we can't. Yeah. Because words cannot describe that experience and that's, or that And that's feeling. so fascinating too, because it, it is, it's that feeling of like, you can't put things into words. And now you understand that like, especially with the TikTok and stuff, people are putting things into skits then, you know, because yeah. a lot of times, you just need to see a certain interaction yep. put up and perspective, you know, in a certain way to understand like, 
oh, I understand the frustration that you're trying to express from the way that you demonstrated this physical inter, you know what I mean? And, totally. and sometimes just explaining, and also we're talking about really deep concepts now with a lot of things, whether it be spirituality or like the nuances of intersectionality with politics and like everything, because everything is connected. Mm -hmm. We're trying to talk about really complicated concepts that truly like we don't have the words for with words. Yes. You know what I yes. mean? Like things are becoming born and happening that we truly don't have singular words for. Yep. And that's what's so weird is content and attention span is becoming so much shorter, you know, mm -hmm. just like flip, 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 like TikTok in and of itself, yep. which is like the most popular platform for up and coming creators and artists and speakers is crazy because there's no other, I think other than Tinder, there's no other platform to where it's just one video on the entire page at a time. You know what I mean? With yeah. Instagram, you're scrolling and things like that. You know what I mean? Like it literally, it's just yeah. a waterfall of like, you know, content, content, True. content, content. Yet, words and, 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 and the way we talk is, is so inadequate. We need longer form content because, you know, we're talking about more complicated things. So it's an interesting little intersection, you know? It is, yeah. And just having the, the realization that, like, we don't have words for certain things. I remember when I was um, in a yoga class with Robin, who I've talked yeah. about so much because she just opened my heart and she just introduced yoga to me yoga will do that right yeah and she, i just i have so much love for her and um she really is she's the best and she during a class one time she had mentioned in sanskrit that they have a word that simply means i have love for you and i want the best for you with no ego attached with nice. with no, with no benefit to myself i'm just here to love you and care for you and be and be there for you. Nice. And like we don't really have a word for that. And she said it in like one word, which described all of this emotion and yeah. all this feeling that took me twenty words to describe. Isn't it so interesting? Different languages affect how you think, and there are literally like when you really think about it, like different languages have words for things that other languages don't. Absolutely. Of course, it affects how you think. It's crazy. Like I think it's in Tagalog they have uh, a word for that cute little baby voice you do with a partner. Really? Right? Yeah. Instead of that cute little baby voice that you do with a partner. Yeah. yeah. They just have one word. Yeah. And like everybody does that. Yes. And the, like the fact that we actually don't have a word for that. Right. And I'm just, I'm going to go back to the selfish thing again too, because we don't have a word for what we mean when we say that. And every time I'm in this podcast right now saying the word selfish, I'm like, ooh, someone's like having a negative connotation or mm -hmm. negative vibration or a feel mm -hmm. to that. When it's like, that's not what we mean at all at all mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not the typical standard idea of what selfish means yeah. in our language yeah at all yeah exactly it's so it's just it's so wild and even in this conversation right now i'm opening my mind i'm like oh my god there's so many different situations well, you know what i think is so interesting i think it's so interesting that people are so um so quick to jump on the bandwagon when people commit suicide and say like oh that's selfish but yet when people are trying to do things that are self-serving and take care of themselves then we're also like, well, that's selfish. You should yeah. like focus on other people. And it's like, well, then when is it not? Because yeah. it's selfish when I'm off myself and it's selfish when I'm here trying to work on myself. So like, True. which one is it? Yes. I think that's an interesting thing. Oh my gosh, that is. Like, where's the, there's gotta be a balance in there. There's like, so so when do I get to take care of myself? Yep. And when when do you not consider it selfish? True. When it's convenient for you? Yes. Yeah. And I also think that goes hand in hand with like, we need to pull back from judging each other. Exactly, exactly. I love this. Tom talks about this all the time. And he literally is like, the two main things to help save the world. I forget the other one, but it's like, literally, what is the other one? But it's like not oh. judging people. It's like the big, maybe having love for everybody. I forget, but not judging people yeah, always yeah. sticks with me. Cause yeah. I'm like- Sense of humor. Yes. Yes. And not taking things so seriously. Yes. 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 And just being in it. <laughs> 
I'm like, these are two magical things. What's the other What's one? The yeah, and thank God you're here uh, with me yep. right now. Yeah, we have one job, one job. <laughs> able to tap into what that was. And it's so true. It's like, in oh my, even dictating someone or judging someone is selfish. Why don't we pull back for a second and stop putting our attention so much outward and pull our attention more yep. inward to what who we are and what we're doing and are we maybe being selfish in that negative connotation instead of looking at someone else and be like, you're doing this thing. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we talked about this a lot recently too, where so many times where it's like you get mad or angry at somebody, that's your own internal thing that you actually have yeah. to figure out. And that's and the most on. annoying thing you can say to someone else too who's self-aware, where it's like, if you're getting annoyed with me, you need to check your ego and you need to check yourself because it's so annoying. Yeah. But, it's, but, it, but it, is, it is very, very true that if you... If you are being triggered by something, things can exist at the same time. You you can be valid in how you feel. You know, you can be triggered at something. That person should not be doing that. And also, that does not mean that you have to give up yes. you know, your emotional power to that person. You know, yes. we're talking about like the worst thing ever, you mm -hmm, know, and, mm -hmm. and just understanding that like you don't you're not even capable of revenge from like this disheartened place of like why you give up your power when you don't use your anger intentionally again people are always like stop advocating for anger and i'm like i'm not advocating for aggression i'm i always advocate for advocate for aggressive joy but that's different but like yeah. again words matter they don't mean anything you know mm -hmm. like i'm all about anger i'm not about aggression you know and some people think they mix those two things up when they're like you got to let go of your anger i'm like no you need to step up into your anger and then use it because anger is a stepping stool it is the e motion you know you can't get from just depression and like not wanting to be alive into frustration. They're vastly different places, but yes. you can get from depression and then remember things and then get angry and then you get life. You know what I mean? You don't want to just lay on the couch. You want to punch something, you mm -hmm. know, but then people will talk you back into depression because you're easier to deal with in depression. Yes, you know, well. no one wants to deal with somebody in anger. I don't like to deal with people when they're, you know, even like uh -huh. a little extra sometimes because of just, it's an energy thing, you know, but when people are depressed, it's like, it's easy to love depressed people. Oh, they're in their room. Yeah, they're trying their best. They're never, you know, they're never embarrassing you. They're yeah. never out making a scene. They're trying, but the minute someone tries and they start, it's uncomfortable. It's like, it's very easy for us to talk people. That's, I mean, it's, it's dangerous. I, I find myself sometimes doing that with people where I'm like, if I'm trying to calm someone down, am I, am I, am I trying to calm them down for the sake of them? Or am I trying to calm them down because I'm uncomfortable? Yes. And I think that that's a big thing that we should all be more aware of. Wow, definitely. Yeah. Yes, it's like... Am I actually looking out for the benefit of you? Yeah. Or you are affecting my energy and yeah. I don't like that. So you need to get your shit together so that I can feel exactly. better. Exactly. It's very much like parenting with like tantrums, you know, and that whole mindset of like, okay, like, am I about to shut my child down and like make them be quiet because this is a lesson they need to learn? Or am I about to shut them down because I'm really scared of what everyone is going to think here in this Kmart? Yes. You know? Yep. And something too, I think I, I've, I've really kind of started to understand this recently is the difference of being aware of something and being emotionally invested in it yes. and having a you know have a negative impact on your life or create anxiety. Yeah, because it's a life. totally different way to operate. Yeah. It's you literally cutting cords and making different connections in your brain. Like it's, it's weird to be able to look at something that you would normally just be so like, you know, you just find grotesque and you don't want it, you know, but also being able to hold that thing now mm -hmm. and knowing it won't affect you. You know, it's like I yes. say like, being able to, to exist in a body now with, with so much less OCD than I used to have, right. it's very weird because I'm standing in the same place. It, it's almost like eating chocolate ice cream and tasting strawberry. You know, it's yeah. just like a weird, different association where you're just like, what? You yeah, know, yeah. Uh -huh. it's a different way to live. So it takes, yeah, it's very, it is very bizarre. Totally. And it's like, it's separating yourself from 
yourself or exactly. separating yourself. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. From being so. Yeah. And that doesn't enthralled. mean that's the thing is that also doesn't mean that like you can't enjoy the experience of living in yourself. You know, like yeah. I am very aware that like this is an avatar and that this is and that this is not who I am. Like this hair and this makeup and this is not who I am. Mm -hmm. But that, but knowing that doesn't mean that like I have any less you know joy. Not you know we we search for joy. But that's what we came here for, to make choices and to have preferences and to like, today I'm going to be blonde and then I'm going to try wigs and then I'm going to put makeup on and like, I like myself and like, I'm going to see myself age and then I'm going to see like, what, what myself likes in this version. You know, it's a, it's a fine line between, you know, being like, well, disconnect yourself and you're not, don't identify with this. And it, it's and. Exactly. It's yes. And. It is the end. And that's been coming up so much in our conversations yep. here of the end. It's not this or that. And Gary Vee went on I, that i remember yeah that was he, a good one so good because he came out so and he kind of used his anger in that moment yeah. for good yeah he just came out like very strong and very direct and as very he does as, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but even like more than normal no, that was a good one because it had sometimes i feel like gary v is is it's like gary okay okay gary i love gary yeah but that was a great that was a great talk that was mm -hmm. a great one because it was just chock full of a lot of information that you can either hear or you can't. Yes, yeah, so yeah. many times it's not like it's either this or that way and that's it. No, it can be end. It that's can be why both. I think more people should take debate because even when you talk with a person in everyday life, you don't realize that you are being baited into like a decision of this or that when there are more options than that. And yes. then that's how people end up getting pitted against other people. And like if we could just realize that like if you ever feel like in your in a situation where it's like, well, this, 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 or that, 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 maybe you could take a moment and just be like, but is it is it either only this, 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 or that, that, that? Because part of me feels like I'm, I'm kind of I feel like I should have more options than that. Like this doesn't feel right, <laughs> you know? Like why do we live in a world where it's always like either this or that, only these two things? Yeah. Like what? And that's why I say it's it would be interesting if more people took debate because right now, yeah. right now is very interesting because right now power belongs to people who are are wordsmiths. Power belongs to people who are good at controlling narratives. Mm. And power belongs to people who are really good at understanding how to manipulate emotional energy. That, and that's not to say it's good or bad, but that is, truth does not come through words. Truth comes through emotional resonance. That's how politicians that know nothing, that's how the carb, I always say the Carbonaro effect, that, move, yeah. that, that show, uh -huh. that is such a great example about how people resonate with energy uh -huh. and they resonate with like vibe. They don't resonate with like words, yeah. you know, like you could literally be like derp, 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 derp. That's all facts. And people are still going to be like, nah. you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah, it's totally. about, it's about energy. And, and you know, it is, it's, it's insane. It's it insane. Is. And that is a, such a good example of the Carbonaro effect because mm -hmm. he's literally saying things that make no sense at all. I mean, literally like breaking rules of science yeah just, and you can just see people be like oh okay <laughs> yeah. okay cool like and i'm trying to think of like one of the most ridiculous ones where it was like you know like at some like urban outfitters patagonia store and then like having snakes fall out of the sleeves and then just being like well that's what they do now it's part of the conservation <laughs> thing and then every jacket comes with a snake don't worry they're not poisonous and they know that these types of customers you wouldn't be upset with snakes they wouldn't be out here as an outdoors person they're just like i guess so yeah. you know like, yes because his energy is just saying like this is truth uh -huh. this is just this is what it is and it's so real too we 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 do we resonate more with each other and connect it, Everything is energy. Like yep. I know that we know this, but you know what I mean? That is the basis of who we are. We are energy. So of course, even though that's the thing, I think just as humans, we connect more to things that we can see. Yeah. Right. So even in talking right now, obviously we can't see our words, but we can see our facial expressions. Yeah. We can hear. It's like the things that we can actually perceive with our five senses. Yes. 
seemed so much real to us, so much more real to us than other things, than energy, because you can't actually yeah. see that, even though you can feel that with every part of your being. Yeah. That's, um, and, uh, and taking a step back, it's like, I understand that because those things, our five senses are just that much more noticeable to us. Yeah, but it's interesting because Remember when you were saying the other day how now that you feel like your brain kind of works differently than it did when you were younger and, and you know, collectively we're going through a lot of awakenings on different levels that some people look denser to you in a different yes. way. And that, that has a lot to do with emotional resonance and, and intersectionality. It's everything. It's mm -hmm. everything, but it has to do with your perspective of them and it has to do with how you're, with how you're processing things. And then also, and I made a video um, a while back that was one of the first videos I ever made that went viral where I just tossed this idea out because I wanted to see if other people understood what I was talking about. And it was this concept of how people, I can't really tell what people look like until I get an idea of like their vibe, which is, I talked about like, I feel like you can be in love with everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you really wanted to, like if you met someone and you and you wanted to be in love with them, you you could if you wanted to. And and there's always a moment where, you know, you, you see someone, it's usually like a laugh or maybe they're solving a problem yeah. or maybe you just get something about a joke they tell and you're like, you could see how somebody, that could be someone's person. You get it, you know, and it doesn't have anything to do with age or gender. You just see like a certain like badass, like badassness of yeah. like a soul and you're like, yeah, I see you, yeah. I see you. And then in that moment, then I see, like, it's like you're seeing them for the first time and I'm like, oh, and all of a sudden someone that looked very just plain Jane, normal, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're gorgeous. Like, you know, like uh -huh. you see the swag and energy in a person and you unlock them, yes. you know, and you're literally seeing them for the first time. So I think it's so interesting to talk about things like that because it's like, what is really real? You know what I mean? And yeah. what is perception? And like when people look different to you in the beginning and they don't look, you know, I always talked about when I dated for, like when I dated people, I couldn't remember what the guy's face really looked like until I knew if I liked him or not. Uh -huh. Because he was just kind of this nebulous, nebulous guy. Like all of those little things that you clock that you have to connect them to like either like liking them or not and seeing them and, and, and the person that can look snivelly in one situation can look really cocky and cute and like snarky in another. So yeah. perception and narrative is so much, you know? Oh my gosh. And I think about like even you right now or Tom or Caleb, it's like I don't see you guys physically. Right? I just feel your I just I feel your energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, it's not a physical thing at all, which is like what yeah. mind-blowing and like Kayla especially too I just like feel her aura yeah right and her energy and her being it's not anything really physical and I can take a step back and be like yes I can see you physically yeah and I still think that you're beautiful yeah and when I'm not seeing her physically the beauty is almost more there completely it's almost like when you were with someone for a long time and then you see photos of you too like when you went to a wedding or something and sometimes you like look at your partner and you're like you look good in this photo because how you how they look in photos now is is so often not how they look to you in real life yes. you know and where you realize how much in photos that's such a one second snapshot of like an impression of like somebody that's so new like we're not solid states of being you know what yeah, i mean and like yeah. And, and how you're feeling in a certain day affects how you look to other people because your energy literally affects how you look. Like when yep, I'm in a totally. bitchy mood, I literally look dark and ashen and grayer and just, and when I'm in a great mood, like I, I glow, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And it's just, energy affects things like that, you know? Absolutely, and it's like when you see someone you haven't seen in a little while, maybe a couple months or a year, we've all experienced this where you'll see someone again, it's like, you look really good. Yeah. And so much, it's not even, a part of it is their physicality, but a lot of it is just like yes. the light and the glow that's yes, coming off exactly. of that person. Yeah. And it's like we're so much more in tuned to that. Yeah. But we kind of just don't even realize that's actually what's happening. A hundred percent. We're so behind in how we talk about things. It's like, can you see auras? And it's like, 
oh my god like the way we just think no like i can basically see energy and everyone can see energy yeah. like it, it's but we think that we think of like seeing things with like our outside eyes and i always talk about that like when a lot of times when people think about hearing voices guidance or they think about you know like visions coming to them or when they see things with their eyes it's like you're seeing things and hearing things but on the inside yeah. like because that yeah. is where yeah. real seeing and hearing happens it's not like yes. all of a sudden just like fake visuals come i mean maybe to some people but like when, when i talk about like seeing someone's aura or seeing a cloud over somebody it's not like a winnie the pooh drawn cloud but it is in my mind i can go back to that day and be like nah like something was like seriously up with this person and they were dark and they were contracted and they were turned in and it was almost like my memory of them has like a weird kind of like a shadow, like almost like someone like in my memory theater is like lighting them a little bit differently, you know? Yeah, and and yeah. But also like when someone's glowing and I can see their yellow, like rainbow glimmery aura and, and maybe that's because I was ready to receive, you know, their aura and see them in that moment. So literally, you know, you affect people, like our eyes are projectors and receivers and yep. you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just so interesting. But that is also how language fails us, right? Yeah. When you're like, I had visions and they're like, oh, you saw visuals and it's like, yeah, but, but, but not like crazy. Yeah. Not yeah. in the way that you think. Exactly. Because, and I'm literally just learning that because in knowing you, when you've said you see the aura, I always imagine you literally, and I know sometimes you kind of do, yeah, yeah. but I've always imagined that like you literally will see, like yeah, you're like, almost like tripping. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you're seeing visuals and it's not like that. It's really not like that at all. It's 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 a feeling and yeah. it's like a knowing yeah. on, your, on your inside. Yeah, completely. And, and same, thing with, same thing with hearing voices too. It's like... It's almost like, for me, I always described it where it's like you're you're hearing almost like yourself read a passage out of a book, you know? Like that's kind of how you're hearing these sentences and these thoughts come. It's not, and but for some people it is, but if more of us could maybe be a little bit more comfortable with the fact that like, oh, maybe that is what like guidance and intuition and certain, you know, levels of, of even like enlightenment are where we're able to have ideas and understand like, oh, it's not just like a booming voice just being like, ah, like what the hell was that? Yeah. Sometimes it is just like a thought sentence that almost like we're kind of reading out. Like like that's how I describe it. When Like when I do quotes on Instagram or when I just come to you or Tommy with a little bit of truth and I'm like, you know, it's really hard to let go of scraps when you've been a beggar your whole life. And Tommy's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, Sometimes thoughts just come to me and like truths but they're more just like things I really have been wanting to express for a while. And mm -hmm. suddenly like I'll, I'll get, you know, inspired by a song or something and I'll just be like, oh, this is a great way to describe something. And that's hearing voices too. And it's just like a weird chunk of information and in a paragraph of art that I just all of a sudden could spit out and I have to spit it out before I, it unravels. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like in that moment, like you kind of like connect, you're like, where you've had the thought for, you know, maybe countless times over years. And then all of a sudden you just align with it and you're able to project it. Yep. It's wild. Yep. And before when you had mentioned, so this is really brand new to me, where I am starting to see people as denser. It's so cool that you describe it that way. It's Because like I know you and I know that you're not like, well, what can I say that's going to seem like you brought that up on your own volition. And I'm like, it's so resonant with how, with how it works. Yeah. You know. And because just so everyone uh, can can understand this, it's right where we're energy. We're very, uh, we're, we're vibrating all the time so it's like when we're high vibrational and feeling the positive emotions of love and joy and happiness and and when we're kind to other people and ourselves we are literally vibrating on a higher level yes. our energy our so our being is vibrating on a higher level so we're kind of more like airy like we're not as yeah, dense yeah 100 you're not you don't feel as heavy yeah you have uh, uh -huh. you have more thoughts literally coming in because your bandwidth is larger yes yeah 
right? And then when we're low vibrational, when we're having thoughts of like anxiety or fear or hate or doubt, we all know what low, we all know what we mean by negative emotions. And when we're feeling those things, we are then literally vibrating slower. Yeah. Right, so when we're vibrating slower, we become more matter mm -hmm. and we become more dense. Get cancer. Yes, yeah. that's how those things manifest yeah. in us. So, and it's to see it in another person is wild to me because it's hard to it's hard to describe exactly mm -hmm. what I'm seeing. Yeah, but they literally it, it literally looks like their skin is just more compact. I was gonna say they're there. almost like like kind of like a play-doh person where it's just like you're just denser like yes. yeah like yep. you're more set you're more set there's less movement in yeah. your vibrational field yep and i think just what i, I want to express this too which i think is just important for people to know is when i have noticed this recently there's no judgment on that exactly. person exactly it is an observation of like wow yeah interesting and we talked about that like 10 15 minutes ago about the idea of being aware without being sucked into it, right? You can be aware of something without having any negative emotions yes. towards it, yes. without feeling anything bad. Yeah. So it's like when I see this, I'm not like, oh, look at me and then look exactly. at them. It's yeah. not like that like, at all. Yeah. It's just seeing that and then removing myself from it and just, it's like taking a step back and just being aware. Yeah, it's always, you know, it's always a, a I, think, I feel like the daily, not game, but kind of, of, of how do you walk in the world with, with really open awareness but, but also like you're strong enough to like take those hits that come from interaction, that comes yeah. from the making choices that come, because you came here to play, you came here to experience. You didn't come here to experience any specific things, although I guess if you're you know, more prone to you know, the uh, religious doctrines of like you know, Hinduism and, and, and understanding that there's like past life karmic retributions and you're on lessons, sure, sure. But, but from our point of view and the, and the way we mean it, you know, we didn't really come here to like materialistic achieve certain like goals in your career you came here for a specific why but not like hows again you yes. know what i mean and yeah, yeah. and it's it is it's 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 a trip man it's it's very the whole thing between like of purpose is a very very interesting thing but that's that it could is. be a whole that could be a podcast in and of itself seriously like what is purpose yep and i think i really just something that's again this is really coming to my awareness more through meditation is really just being like on the why like why do I do spread love? Because I want to help people. Mm -hmm. I want to literally spread love. I want to shift the consciousness of the planet to a, a better place. And coming from that place always. Yeah. Not coming from, you know, I can't wait till Justin gets to go speak somewhere. Exactly. And I can't wait till exactly. this or that. It's like coming just from my soul's purpose. Yeah, your true north. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like the idea of like going to speak, I, I have these thoughts and it's, it feels so beautiful that I want to go speak, not again for Justin to get up there mm -hmm. and for people to know about Justin. Mm -hmm. It's just like I want to do that to help because I feel like by doing that, I will touch more lives. Sure. And it'll be in person and realer and more yeah. genuine. We can be more vulnerable with each other. And I know in that, it will help people. Mm -hmm. I just want people to feel good and to feel love and to feel yeah. happiness. So again, it's just coming back to, okay, my soul's purpose and what that means and only acting from that place. And also not forgetting that sometimes, because that's heavy and it's awesome, but sometimes don't forget the a part of it is because it feels good. Yeah. And so even yeah. if you forget some days in your why of like, why am I doing this? You can always just bring it back to like, because spreading love feels good. And I, mean, I don't need any more reason exactly. to like do it than that, you know? Yep. And it's something that I realized too, that just like aligns with me. It's like, okay, how can I, I have had this thought. I'm like, how can I, 
and this is quote unquote being selfish. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how can I be the happiest that I can be? How can I feel the most fulfilled? Mm -hmm. And that is how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and then that's quote unquote selfishness. It's better for the yeah. planet and it's better for the consciousness and, and all those things yeah. that we talked about that's, earlier. That's a continuation of like marveling at the concept of like, oh wow, we were always sold this idea of like, by giving, you will have less. And understanding the truth of like, no, like when you give, that is like literally the only way that you get. And like, in fact, when you actually give joyfully and you give intentionally, it's like a secret. Like you actually exponentially get back, you know? And it, yeah. again, you know, we're, we're behind in the way we talk about things, but we talk about currency all the time where I'm like, there's not, there's money currency and that's a very old way of looking at currency. But then you have to think about currency in form of time. You know, you can be super poor with money and you can be super poor with, with so many like material possessions. But if you have a lot of time, you are rich in a very specific way. That's not to say easier or less easier, but it is to say if you have a lot of time that you literally, we're talking truly, are free to do things, and that includes mentally. Yeah. You know, and, and again, interest mental health. Sometimes you can have a lot of free time in the world. People are like you so have so much time, and you don't because you're like no. Like during COVID, people are like you have all the time in the world to work on projects, and it's like no, you don't. This is not the free time people ask for. Like. Free time means free time. We're not free. People are in like, you know, their own bondages of like, am I going to die? Or like, yep. is the world ever going to get back to normal? So it matters how we talk about things. But having time, you know, that's a form of energy. And you can spend time just like you can spend currency differently. But it's the same concept. And energy is a currency. You know what I mean? Some people have more energy than other people. Mm -hmm. Some people waste their energy. You know what I mean? Energy is a precious currency just as much as. And I think that's what frustrates me most with with family issues is because I feel like in a very specific way I'm always kind of writing that theme of like please when you ask me for my focus and my energy understand that like I, it's literally draining in certain ways and when I don't spend my focus and my energy on you it's because I look at my energy in a very precious way and yeah. so can we get on the same page of understanding that like I just we're different creatures you know like I have to restore I have to reboot I'm not some of us are constant generators and some of us are not some of us like really, really, we build up and we, we, we are magnificent sh you know, shooting stars and then we need time to build up again. And some people aren't like that and it's not better or worse, but right. like, well, I have a lot of family members and friends that they're just okay, they're okay. And listen, that is a magic power in and of itself to just always be okay, like my God, but that's not me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I'm very much like you pull the arrow back and I go really far and then like catch up to me. And then you pull, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, but, but energy is a currency too. And when you think about rich people and you think about how they spend, what they spend their money on, they spend their money on, on getting extra time. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yes. Wow. These, this is so cool. These are the conversations that we just have all the time. Yeah. And I'm so, so incredibly grateful that I get to experience these things with you and Tom and Kayla. Yeah. A lot. What an interesting, beautiful, like little summer into fall that COVID has kind of like brought us. I it's, know. it's really, really insane. And it's a, mm -hmm. I'm always really careful, on, you know, unless it's things like this, like lives or, or on my platforms, to talk about that as much because I understand how real mental health is. And I understand right. for myself so recently being in a place in my life, you know, you know, the past couple of years where it was like I came really close to like, you know, just not staying around and everything. And so, because you could, you have to meet people where they are. And I love this quote. What is it? Um, uh, honesty without kindness is brutality. 
Mm. You know, I love that quote because that is the checkpoint sometimes I need to not just be like, well, it's my truth, it's my truth. And it's like, well, you could also be big enough to just understand that like, just be sensitive. You're big yeah. enough to be sensitive. Like if you're not big enough to be sensitive, then you're not that big yes. because then you're worried about things. And so I try to be careful about saying this specific, you know, flying that flag of like, well, I'm better than ever because of COVID. And if you aren't better, then that just means you are too weak to reap. And it's like, it's more complicated than that. But, but I do think that, I do think that there is good to come out of it for everyone if they are able to have a support system. Yeah. And, and that's a huge thing. Not everyone has a support system totally. either. You know, yeah, like a lot yeah. of times I, I love that that's the thing that gets left out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of things where it's just like, people are like, oh, well, how did so-and-so do so well? It's like, oh, well, they worked really hard, but also, yeah, like so their, their, their uncle also bailed them out of credit card debt twice. And they also had a family mm -hmm. that was able to like let them sleep on their couch. And they like, those are things that matter when yes. we tell the stories and narratives of how people become successful. Definitely, you know? huge, yes. Um, we will unfortunately start to wrap things up a little bit. It's so, uh, <laughs> it's so great because it's like, I, I love the, I'm so grateful that I get to have these conversations with everybody yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. And you're getting so much better at the podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's really you're, sweet. you're just, uh, it's very interesting to watch your progression. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's awesome. That feels so good. Right. And literally, as you just said that, there was a flicker of like, are you getting better? Should you, <laughs> literally, but just a flicker of, should you accept this compliment? And yeah. I'm like, hush, yeah, ego yeah, mind. Exactly. exactly. Just be present and accept the beauty of yes. that the remark that you just made. Yes. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Of course. And um, so the question I ask literally every single person mm -hmm. on the podcast mm -hmm. uh, is that, well, first off, you know, I already mentioned it, but you know this, my goal in life is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be in such a more place of peace and love and kindness, empathy, sympathy, oneness. Mm -hmm. Oneness is like yeah. the biggest one and understanding of each other and just loving mm -hmm. on each other more. Um, so what do you feel like is something that you are doing now or plans that you may have to aid in this shift of consciousness? I really think that um, for me, uh, because I am on this weird journey of trying not to monetize my joy, but also just understand that as a natural part of life, like I shouldn't be afraid to try to amplify myself because you know, I have nothing to be afraid of. And, and I think that if there's anything I would like to impart to people or mm -hmm. an example of what I do on the daily that is, the simplest way to hack into is, is honestly what I talked about earlier when I say aggressive joy over like the most mundane things because I think that play is so important and I think that honestly so many of our problems, cancer, crime, depression, I think that a lot of them really stem from how much we've normalized masking joy in everyday life, whether it be in line at the bank, whether it be, you know, um, you know, just walking around, you know, the mall looking for a pair of slacks, whatever it is, you know, the concept of like, if you're listening to a funny podcast and you're by yourself and, and you, you, you can't chuckle out loud because you're by yourself, what are people going to think that if you live your entire life that way, think about how many laughs that you've stifled, you know, and think about how much time you spend just clenched and just like caring about the opinion of who knows what, when, you know, I, I remember like, and it was an adjustment when I first came back from quarantine and Corona, there were a couple of nights where I was really trying to work on just letting joy out. And so I would find some videos and I would be cackling, but I was aware of like, wow, this is a different, I'm going to have to get used to this because these are different people and everything. But I was like really adamant. I was like, I don't, if I have ever find anything hilarious, it doesn't matter where I am unless it's like a wedding, like, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and if, if I'm feeling a song at, at the grocery store and, and I'm aggressive about that with Tom, like if I'm in a good mood, like, I guess that's, I guess that's a great way to put it. It's like, if I'm in a good mood, 
which I always want to be because mm -hmm. being in a bad mood is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just really aggressively about always expressing it, not masking it, not stifling any of that good stuff because I, that is how we get constipated emotionally yeah. and energetically and and staying open and complimenting strangers and doing things like that and playing with life and realizing that that is how you become the main character of life. That mm -hmm. is how you have those scenes because as much as you hate on it and it's like, oh, are you the pick me girl? Are you the, and it's like, at a certain point, like your life can be very main character -y, but the key is understanding that it doesn't take anyone else to do that. It, right. it takes literally, like life is now, you know? So like jump in the shopping cart. You know, go yeah. go walk in the rain. I made a video about that where I was like, I'm so sick of these videos going around. People are like, oh, I used to do this and walk in the rain for attention. And it's like, I don't know. I just think that right now everyone should be, at least in my opinion, really kind of reassessing our ideas of polite culture and our ideas of like how we're supposed to act for why and for yes, who. You know, totally. if it's not hurting people, you can inspire people in your everyday interactions. Absolutely. So first off, I love your cackling laugh. It brings so much joy to me when we're in the house and I'll hear it. It makes me happy. I have to get used to it because I hate it. And oh. it, the happier I get, the more enlightened I feel like. I, I feel like it's, it gets uglier and more cackly. <laughs> it honestly, it brings me joy and it literally lifts my vibration. I'm so glad. Amazing. That's I've, I love uh, that. Uh. And then you, you've inspired me a lot recently. You've really, over the past few weeks, really stepped into exactly what you were just talking about yeah. in finding the joy in everything, in mm -hmm. every moment, in the quote unquote mundane things. It's yeah. like, they don't have to be mundane if you don't, if you, exactly. if you choose to not make them that way. Exactly. And by you doing that, you're affecting me, right? Nice. You're literally inspiring nice. me and you're creating that shift in me to be more aware of that yeah. so that I can do that more often. Amazing. And then hopefully, and we talk about this all the time, it's leading by example. Yeah. It's not, you're not saying, Justin, you should really just try to find the happiness in you doing the dishes right now. Like, what's wrong with you? Totally different though, right? So, oh my God, that would have, I would like, Annalie, get away from me. That yeah. is not what I want to do at all anymore. Crazy? Even though that might be for the benefit of me, yes. but how you just approach me, it's like, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. But you don't, you just act. And by you acting and you find in like, you'll express your joy in yeah. you cooking in yeah. that. And like, that affects me a lot. And that's the cool thing that it'll affect me. I'll start to pull that into my life, exactly. and, you know, and then I'll start to do that. Yep. And then someone else will notice it yep. and then they'll do it. And then it'll just keep. We're all keep, connected. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. And it really will just keep going. And that's just, again, it's just leading by example. Mm -hmm. It's showing up at your best self, expressing love as often as you can, expressing joy and happiness and being in that state of mind. Because when people see that, again, they're going to be like, huh. Like I see you, I'm like, wow, that's working, yep. right? Let me try to think more about that yeah. and be more conscious of that and then start to work that into my own life. Yep. And so I can feel the joy and happiness of that and then it just keeps on going. Like, so awesome. Number one thing we can do is be happy and be kind. And that's literally how people change yes. their minds. Seriously, yes. Ah, this is so good. Oh my gosh. All right, cool. So if you, before we cut out, if, uh, you want to let people know just where they can find you on social media real quick you are so creative the videos you make are awesome <laughs> they're just like so professionally done so well shot and then just just you're such an artistic and creative person you really are so please share with people where they can find you i am on uh, official annalee wright at instagram a-n-n-a-l-e-e-w-r-i-g-h-t if you go to just at annalee wright that is also me but that is my old instagram that got hacked which definitely uh, aided in my mental breakdown during covid but it was needed it helped me move on into this new version of myself so um if you see the account with like 833 followers that is that is the one that i use but on uh 
on TikTok. I mean, I'm just my name everywhere, basically. Love it. Yeah, yeah go, go to my YouTube. That's where I need help the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, check out our YouTube. But for real though, check out Adelie on online and on social media. It will just bring some more joy into your life. It'll definitely make you laugh. It, it makes me happy when I just see how creative somebody can be. I try. And the artwork that you can put out there. Yep. Super cool. I love you so much. I love you. This has been great. Um, it wasn't a disaster. Oh my gosh, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I'm just, I'm so thankful and grateful that I know that these sorts of conversations They're will happening. continue yeah. later today yep. and then tomorrow exactly. and then the next day. And I'm, I'm grateful again that we were able to share this with mm -hmm. other people because it has been so powerful and life-changing for me. Yeah. Being able to connect with you more and just tap into yeah. your wisdom and knowledge and yeah. your knowing of so many things. So just really happy that we were able to share this with, with a ton of other people as Same. well. Same, and I'm always very, very, very grateful to be watching your journey and learning from your journey because it's it's just as educational and just as moving. Yay. Oh, wow, that makes me feel awesome. Everybody, we have so much love for you. Thanks for being here and hanging out with us uh, and being present. Uh, I hope that you were. Uh, as present as possible. It's something that me and Annalie talk about and something that I am just, and I, you are too, just constantly trying to, not even trying to, constantly working on because we know that's for the betterment of ourselves. We love everybody so much. Thank you again for being here and, and we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Yay. <laughs>